0: The Incomparable, number 279, December 2015.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Incomparable Network's continued festivity gala. What what am I saying? It's Life Day, everybody. This is nothing more (laughs) than everybody talking about Star Wars as much as they like. My name is Chip Sutterth. I am host of the Two Minute Time Lord podcast and the co-host of the Audio Guide to Babylon 5. And Jason has graciously allowed me to warm his chair before the West Coast gang starts in about uh, an hour and a half uh, at the time that we record this. Joining me to talk about a little independent movie that came out this week are uh, some incomparable regulars that you all know and love, starting with Andy and Notko. Hello, good sir.
2: Hello. I have nothing clever to say because the magic of the movies is still awash over me. I only saw it yesterday.
1: Scott McNulty, hello, sir. I've got a bad feeling about this. Eh? Tony Sindelar, hello, sir. Hey, Chip. You're my only hope. (laughs) Shannon Sutterth, hello, ma'am. Hello. Uh, And we have seen this little movie, and the Incomparable Network is head over heels in love with it. Um, And I wanted to check in, before we start talking about it, I want to talk about... The links that we went to to prepare for Star Wars, The Force Awakens, um, how many of you
2: were able to remain blissfully spoiler-free? I was absolutely – I came in there absolutely clean. I did not even see any of the trailers. Goodness.
0: I saw a trailer or two, but somehow managed to stay under the radar for um, just about everything.
3: Tony? Uh, I had seen the the teaser trailer, and I knew – some of the character names and casting, I guess, and like I knew the character names from like merchandise because it, I, I felt like spoilers you could you could hide from, but nothing could hide <laughs> you from merchandise. So I knew like Ray and and Finn, uh, and that the the bad guy was Kylo Ren. Uh, I I really knew not a lot more than that, and I I tried to. Uh, pretty actively avoid others, and and I I think I'd even been fed not maybe not maybe I had not digested or, or f- fully eaten them, but I I had got, heard some kind of false false spoilers. So I think I I actually maybe went in with uh less than zero information. I went in with misinformation <laughs> when you when you do all the math. So because I had been told some things uh that that did not end up being
1: true. And when it comes to uh, preparing to watch a Star Wars movie, mis- misinformation is the best information. Andy, you even you even triggered a you had like a dead man switch triggered to go while you were in the theater, saying <laughs> "Ha ha, you could you didn't spoil
2: me." I just I just wanted to celebrate my victory. OK, because <laughs> because it's it's not as though I, 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 I thought for sure I'd get away with this. Uh, and it's not as though that it took like a small amount of effort. I mean, it was planned out like weeks in advance where I've just tightened the noose of information like tighter and tighter with each week. The week before uh, the, the week before I saw them, I, I saw it. Uh, I had set up like a bunch of keywords that were suddenly going to be muted in my Twitter client. Uh, and so like anything, anytime anyone tweets about like Han Solo or Star Wars or Leia or any of this stuff, I wouldn't see it. I'd already turned off images auto uh, auto loading wow, because because well, it's see that that was that yeah. was a, a, a painful lesson because uh, I remember a time like some months ago where uh, I'm, I'm I, I wake up I'm doing like I'm reading my morning news and I just see some text thing. Oh, it turns out that uh, that uh, Kim Kardashian. Well what well, you know she has a new naked picture of herself that's going to be okay well I you know I don't I just don't want to see that and then of course like 33 minutes later I'm on Twitter and without checking anything just someone in the who I subscribed to like just posted the picture in their Twitter stream and I I had to reflect upon the fact that no not seeing her bare ass was in fact not a choice available to me but that, that's what taught me that if you really want to avoid spoilers, you also have to mute pictures and, and on and on and on until by the by the weekend before I saw it on Monday. By the weekend of I was no longer visiting Reddit or any other site mm-hmm. that aggregates things from other sources. And up until and when by the I entered the theater wearing headphones with music and podcasts going just in case I would be around people who are talking about what they had seen or what they had heard. <laughs> and I did not take those headphones off until the moment the actual movie started. <laughs> Flawless victory. So so yes, I did leave I did leave like a, a blog post and a tweet to, with a link to that set to go like fifteen minutes after the movie was going to start. Because I knew that if I mentioned this at all, some people out there might have been might have puckishly thought, I know, I'll send him an email saying, Oh, Andy, hi, we'd really like you to speak at Ted next year. Oh my God, I gotta open that. Ha ha, here's how the movie ends like, okay, you're an idiot. You I hate you. I hate life. <laughs> I, I could not make that happen. So, yes.
1: You know, <laughs> I, as a Doctor Who fan, I am accustomed to hanging out with fans who are bound and determined not to be spoiled for anything in any future Doctor Who a- episode. And the people who just dive right in, they have to get all of the spoilers. I have never seen such a conspiracy of silence <laughs> about a movie before in my life. People were desperate not to be spoiled not to hear anything the only people that i was aware of who were out to spoil were some folks who were really really unhappy about the expanded universe no longer being canon but we really we collectively the people of the planet apparently really
2: didn't want to be spoiled for this movie why do we care so much i think well for I'll, i'll just quickly say that for myself i I have the Star Wars has such a power over me because it's probably my first real movie experience as a child where I remember everything about it not of course I'm sure that my mom and dad took me to see 101 Dalmatians like when it was re released. It's so I I know, but this, I I remember where it was where it was. I remember the popcorn. I remember every part of the experience. And I part of me just really wants to relive that experience. And part of that is I don't want to know what's gonna what's gonna happen. I just just like in the in the old fashioned days, even the movie trailers themselves had no spoilers in them. They were just really assiduously cut to make sure that you'd get a sense of what the movie was about but nothing that would nod to where the movie was going and i've seen so many movies where i've seen by the the time you get to the theater you've seen so many of the scenes you don't know what the movie is completely about but you can at least anticipate like if there's if you know if you sense that there's only about 20 minutes left for this movie to go and like oh my god wonder oh wait a minute we haven't seen that scene where there the three of them are in the camper yet, and like they, they, they light a cigarette. Okay, so... I just don't want my brain to screw me up and like take me out of the movie to inventory the stuff we know and the stuff we've seen, uh, and so it's just so cool to go in, just like watching a movie on Turner Classic Movies. You've never heard of it; it's just on, and now you can basically—you don't know if it's a comedy, you don't know if it's a drama. In the case of the this new movie, I didn't know who the good people were, I didn't know who the bad people were, I didn't know whether are the stormtroopers on our side now. Are there? Is Darth Vader still alive? I don't know. It was just so cool to just simply say I could. All uh, my brain can simply let go and let the movie wash over me. That was not quite so short, so I'm sorry. I'll shut up now. <laughs> I,
3: th- I think a lot of nerds were chasing that feeling, though. I and and you know, I, I assume that probably for a lot of people, they had these these childhood memories of having seen it fresh. And I have to say, I'm young enough that. uh only one, you know, only one of the original trilogies came out after I was born, and I don't, I don't have any memory of, you know, seeing it. It's, so Star Wars is this thing that's just kind of always been around. Um, so I don't have like a moment of, you know, in my head of being like five and finding out, you know, uh, who who Darth Vader uh, has has his children or anything like that. But it did seem like a, a lot of nerds were chasing that feeling of wanting to like have as much of it be like be fresh for them. And I, and you know. I was even a little disappointed when I I did not want to see the, uh, the poster, but the poster was getting like, it was everywhere on Twitter and I was not smart enough. Like Andy, I didn't have images turned off. So I saw a poster and the poster has Finn holding a lightsaber. And it's like, Oh, so he's a Jedi, I guess. I kind of wish I hadn't known that going into the movie, <laughs> which then ended up not actually being true. It also has like a Death Star shaped thing in it. And I was like, oh, so there's Death Star 3. And I, I have to say, I felt kind of like a little twinge of sadness, like knowing that. I I felt like those are things I would have rather not known, Um, Hmm. even though one of them, not true.
0: Well, apparently the solution to avoiding all these spoilers is, you know, to basically have a job that is sucking the life out of you. Because like I said, I wasn't (laughs) looking to actively avoid spoilers. I did see the trailers and I was cool with that. But I was not going out shopping to see merchandise. I was not online a huge amount of time reading forums where I might see information. So it was, yeah, all, all fresh and clear. And I'm, I'm glad I could have that experience, you know, like like you guys. I I was 11 when Star Wars first came out, and, you know, it wasn't like my first big movie experience, but it was one that – with the series, with the other two movies building up after it, um, was a huge part of my teenage years. So I was really happy to feel that again watching this one.
1: Scott, do you have similarly sentimental feelings about uh, the Star the Star Warses, or or? Is or are you just disappointed that this wasn't a Star Trek movie? <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I'm always disappointed when it's not a Star Trek movie. Uh but the, I I am impressed. Vast majority by, movies. It's true. That's true. I'm, I'm always disappointed, Tony. Uh I'm impressed by the the effort that people went into to avoid spoilers. Uh I don't have a job that's sucking the life out of me. Uh I have been on the internet a lot. I tr I had no uh Compulsion to try to avoid any spoilers, and I managed to not find out much about the movie. I saw the trailers, I saw the poster, uh, and I still felt absolutely spoiler free uh going into the movie theater uh, and and frankly, I don't really care about spoilers, so that could be another uh part that helped me by you know rejecting the whole notion of being spoiled. Uh, perhaps I protected myself because I feel like if I knew. What was happening in the movie, I still would enjoy it just because it's like, you know, reading an article, a synopsis of the movie is not watching the movie, right? So if you just know the plot, it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, I can understand that other people find great enjoyment in being completely surprised that this movie has almost the same exact plot as the first Star Wars movie. But, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it, it didn't really matter to me. So I guess I was successful in, by you know, the only way to be succeed is not to try. Ah. Did Yoda say that? I don't think he did, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think that was Woper, maybe. Um, well, listen, let's 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 get right into the meat of this thing, and let's uh, fire off a perfunctory spoiler horn because it. Although, why would you be listening to this if you didn't want it? So here it goes, <laughs> and. Let's let's lay, lay lay the cards down on the table. Did you feel like a seven year old again? Did you feel like a nine year old or an eleven year old again? Was did this hit
2: you right in the feels? Yeah, I, I'd say so. Um, actually, on the on the way back from the movie, I kept thinking that. Uh, um It pleased me. It it, it pleased me not as an eight-year-old child, but as someone in his forties who was an eight-year-old child when he saw uh, Star Wars for the first time. So it's not as I. I would hate to. I'd hate to be watching movies today with the exact same. A uh, frame of reference as when I was in you know second or third grade, but it did have that same sort of thing where I'm just sort of on, the, especially at the ending during the last act, where I'm sort of at the edge of my seat and sort of thinking I don't know how this is going to happen. And when uh, and when uh, and when uh, Han Solo and uh, oh, that's right, we 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 fired the spoiler horn, so we can actually uh, Han Solo's dead. <laughs> what? There you go. When when when. Uh, when when, when Han and and Kylo were on that walkway, like I feel as though they, they've they've made Kylo into a complex enough character that this could go any way, and then yeah, and then knowing, the, anticipating how Chewbacca is going to react to that, and and how Leia is going to react to that yeah it, and especially uh, the end scenes uh, with ray where once again it's uh, i i it, this did definitely fit the follow the, the template of uh, episode uh, of, of episode 4 but nonetheless uh, ray is seemed to have an empty path in front of her and really had no i really had no idea where she was going to go either and so when you have sp- Two people fighting like that at the end, not necessarily knowing what the stakes are for either of them, except for surviving long enough to get off this planet. Yeah, that, that's exactly the sort of feelings that I'm looking for. And I guess that even today as a grown up, I am looking for that wonderfully baffled and enchanted feeling that you get when you're eight years old or even 80 years old when you're watching a good movie.
1: Sorry to get maudlin here, um, <laughs> but when I think about how I want to die First, 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 first,
4: (laughs) on on a bridge above a bottomless
1: pit. The first, my first thought is, I don't wanna, I don't wanna go. And the second thought is, but if I have to go, I want to buy it flying, uh, flying a an X wing fighter on a secret mission somewhere. I mean, that (laughs) Star Wars is just part part and parcel of my childhood and my soul, and I was a little afraid going to this movie. I didn't love Star Wars so much that I felt betrayed by George Lucas uh, when the uh, prequels came out. Um, I, I I was afraid that you couldn't I, I couldn't I wouldn't feel that again when I went into the theater. Were any of you like uh, Were any of you concerned about that, uh, or or were you were you just saying I'm here, please entertain me.
3: <laughs> I, I I might be I might still be concerned. Um I mean I saw uh episode 1 in theaters twice on opening day and was convinced that I liked it for months. What if everything <laughs> I'm feeling right now is fake?
4: Look inside <laughs> yourself. You know it to be true, Tony.
3: <laughs> but it took, it took it was literally months before I realized that episode 1 was a bad movie. Months. <laughs> I was young, but but not that young.
0: I don't think we're going to have that problem with this one. I just over and over, my my reaction has been that they got it right. Um, yes, it revisits the basic plot structure of the first movie, but it's it feels like it's at the same time it's still speaking to the eight year old in us, and it's also speaking to the adults in us much more so than the original movies did. There's the characters are a bit more complex. Um, there's more subtlety. There's more nuance, and Um, And I think it works for audiences of all ages, whether you um, whether you grew up with the Star Wars movies or whether you're young enough that this is the first time you've seen one in the theater. Um, It just feels like they managed to strike this really, really good balance overall.
1: Let me narrow my eyes at uh, my co-panelist, who is also my wife, and say, Shannon? Yes. Are you telling me that you think that Star Wars The Force Awakens is a better movie than the holy trilogy? <gasps>
0: um, here and there, yes. <gasps> yes, I do. I mean, the the first movies are captured lightning in a bottle. Um, and, you know, Lucas was able to throw in all of these elements from, you know, different entertainment sectors and mix them together into something that grabbed everybody's attention. Um, this one you know, it feels it is following that formula, but there's just a bit a bit more craft to it this time. People, you know, know what worked in the first movies and pretty much seem to know what didn't work in the prequels and have managed to, you know, do a very good job of revisiting.
2: I, I think that there's just, just, it's. I think I agree with you completely. I think that there are so many parts of this that were better uh, than the Holy Trilogy. It was definitely cut from the same cloth as the Holy Trilogy. And um, for for one thing, oh my goodness it's so good to see characters that are not just white dudes it's yes. it's I, I, I will not I, I will not necessarily complain that a, a great movie is not a great movie because it has no diversity but my goodness when you start to see good female characters and good, when you when you give one of the one of the poster quality characters Finn and you don't decide just cast a white guy in that role uh, when you get one of the most uh, Someone who clearly seems to be be set up as one of the empire's like toughest heavies, and the first time this character speaks in this in this silver centurion uh, uh, stormtrooper armor, and you're like, wow, that that was an odd acting choice that this actor has made to have this high-pitched sort of like that oh (laughs) no it's actually there's a woman in there and i that that took me out of the movie for one second in the most positive way because it's (laughs) like of course like if you put if if a woman is wearing that armor they're just they tailor it a little bit differently but it's still a woman in the armor you're just so used to like the 70s and the 80s and even the 90s a mentality of designing a costume like that. Well, obviously, the sto- if a female stormtrooper armor is going to have, like, molded-in breasts, no, it's not. It's just, <laughs> just going to be stormtrooper armor. But yeah, they, the only... I will say that the, uh, the one thing that I wish that they had... Uh, another thing they would have stolen from the original trilogy, uh, I wish that they had given me more time to learn about these characters before they got thrown into the soup. There's so many times where I don't really know... We get we get a long introduction to Ray, but we don't really know who uh who Finn is. We don't really we got a little bit of an introduction to Finn, but now we've got all these other char- characters like uh, like Poe, which I feel like I'm supposed to think he's a lot more interesting than I really think he is, and it's because I don't know what brought him there. I I love the lazy pace of the whole first act of uh, of episode four, where they're going to spend so much time on Tatooine that gives us so much time to learn about Luke, so much time to learn about Ben and Han. Uh, that by, and even and even after the everybody like leaves Tatooine, they got they go to light speed, they ex- they escape, and now they've got a long time to do scenes inside the ship, inside the Millennium Falcon, in which once again we're just. Just learn how do they what do they do when there's not a whole lot of action what do they do when they're just having idle conversation that's the whole that's the only thing that I really missed out of this movie but not enough to to, to ding it for as a mistake. Andy, that was a thoughtful
1: criticism, but we're here for the gushing and the mindless adulation. So I'm going to turn it over to Scott. Oh my
2: God! Oh my God! Like when when Han's the thing that I was going to be most disappointed by is if they didn't have Han Solo be Han effing Solo, and God damn it, he was Han effing solo he wasn't like (laughs) retired general solo who whose experiences (laughs) when that adventure a long time ago had left him in a more like religious and contemplative mood that he never mastered the force but he began to follow something no no he's still a guy i'm i'm a freighter captain and i I smuggle stuff for people who don't want to bother with paperwork and i'm going to (laughs) talk myself out of situations and i'm always going to be the coolest guy in the room by a factor of Okay. Even when I'm in my 70s I'm going to be the coolest guy And I'm going to have an awesome jacket Dial
1: it down, big deal It's time for Scott McNulty to gush Scott, can you gush
4: about this movie? Oh, I was going to say I could gush about many things. Uh, <laughs> no, I thought this was – so I know people – I am a, a Star Trek fan. That might be, come as a shock to some people. That doesn't mean that I'm also not a Star Star Wars fan. I enjoy Star Wars. I like you Star like War-
1: both kinds of music, country and Western.
4: Exactly. Uh, I like Star Trek better, uh, but I like Star Wars good too. Uh, so much so that I forgot how to speak English.
0: <laughs> yup, yup.
4: So it's it's interesting cuz JJ Abrams obviously he re, he rebooted Star Trek uh and he's doing Star Wars right but it's not a reboot so I feel like uh he kind of had a slightly easier job it's not easy by any means uh continuing the story of the original trilogy Uh, than he did with Star Trek, where he's rebooting it, telling the origin story, basically, with new actors and and starting the whole universe over. There's a lot of baggage there. There's a lot of baggage in Star Wars as well, right? Uh, So high expectations for either one. Uh, And I think he met it for Star Wars. I think he did a great job. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. It was a lot of fun. I have some... Questions about the economics of this universe uh, and how no many times... more trade
0: negotiations.
4: <laughs> well, no, but I was a bit confused about what the Republic was. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yeah. that was only
3: my on the ride home. It's like, I don't, I mean, it... and some of that is the baggage of i was heavily invested in like the expanded universe stuff and so i've read you know dozens of books about what things are like in the galaxy after return of the jedi you know years one through 30 out and they throw all that away which is fine um making movies that had to fit into that would probably be a a recipe for disaster um though there are some nerds who feel very very strongly about that uh don't write to me write to someone else um (laughs) But it, it it was a little bit like I don't really go with, get what's going on. What's the role of the? There's a resistance and a republic, but not a rebellion anymore. But the resistance and, and you know, right. and I have since kind of done the the background reading on that. But it, it, it's unfortunate that. The, the answers to those questions aren't in the movie that was my one like thing that you know I didn't love that
2: um, I, and
3: I thought about that on the ride home
2: I, I love I it reminded me of how good and efficient that opening crawl is it's not just an iconic thing but mm-hmm. it, it allows them to just drop us right into the movie where just let us, here's here's what's happening no one knows where Luke Skywalker is Leia is yep. still around but she's a she's a general and there's and there there's a there's there's a fight between a and b and they've just sent this guy to go get something important and he's really awesome even though you You've never heard of him. And I'm like, exactly. OK,
3: I'm, I'm with that. Like that's, time that's, has that's, passed. That's, 40, that's 45 awesome
2: minutes of boring exposition yes. just completely out the door and unnecessary.
3: As, and um, especially it works well for Poe because it's like we're going to see a little bit of Poe and then he's going to go away for a long time. And he's going to come back later and we don't really
4: have time to show you how awesome he is. We just need you to know and like <laughs> be with us. And I thought it was, I thought the, the crawl was effective, but it wasn't A and B, it was A, B and C. And that's where I was confused, right? Because A is the Republic, B is the Resistance, and then there is uh the First Order. So I assume, and I could be wrong here that the First Order is one part of the galaxy, the Republic's another part of the galaxy, and the Republic is kind of funding, like the Iron contra uh, thing, the resistance for the First Order, I guess. I don't but know. That's, that's,
2: how- that's, always, that's always been the problem. It's like uh, the, the thing about Star Wars is that um, I think that every work of fiction can get away with anything so long as it follows the rules that it itself set up. And I think the original trilogy set up that Uh, We are not we're not telling you that it's important to understand what the political structure of the galaxy is like we there is this thing called the Empire. Do they control the entire galaxy or just the parts of the galaxy where the story is taking place? Is there other other empires, other democracies outside it? This is not a this is this is not a the, the Holy Trilogy is not a story that asks you to ask that question. I think that the this new movie does the same thing. I was confused, too, because it did make me want to think. So when. Anakin killed the Emperor at the end of Return of the Jedi, does that so that wasn't the head guy at all. That was just the guy holding the office that there was someone else who could come in and substitute. Was it, was he training his own replacement while all this was going on? And if so, what was, did he intend to like give this other guy that we're seeing who's played by Andy Serkis, the promotion over Vader and he never attended. It was, he, the, uh, Vader had already hit the glass ceiling. Yeah. There's a lot of confusion stuff. I, I was able to put it out of my mind after a, a question. Cause I don't think it was a question that, that this movie was saying was yeah. something that was a, worth thinking about it's
3: kind of an an interesting take on on like war too i mean you know in the again in the stuff that no longer counts it's like return of the jedi happens that's the big war and we win and then like they sort stuff out afterwards and like you know basically like han and leia have to like sneak away on vacation from their legitimate boring jobs <laughs> to have adventures whereas like in this version it's like no there's still a war there's always a generation a war later but like it's sad it, in some ways it's kind of sad that like the characters we love are like like, you know, Leia's a general now, but she's still like camping out in the base with the, you know, the, the camouflage nets and stuff. And it's like, wow, you know, the, the version of Star Wars, I thought it's like I thought you would be wearing nice clothes and running everything and everybody would just be doing what you said because like you won the war. And it's like, nope, the war is not done. Uh, and I guess that's maybe that's how wars go. But it's it, that's rough
2: for your escapism, right? They're cute droids, though. Yeah, we we do, we do want to see. Uh, I, I was when I was walking and thinking about what what I would like to see, and that doesn't mean that I would be that this would be the the best choice for anybody. But it's like you you you, you leave. Uh, we we left these characters in the early '80s thinking very highly of them, and we want these people to be happy. And I wanted to. I, I would have been really upset if Han and Leia were at the were were enemies in any way. Uh, I would have hoped that Leia is now uh, the president of the new republic. Or at least some sort of senior official, like, like you said, you want to see her. she has at least a comfortable house. She's in her 60s now. She doesn't have to wear a poncho <laughs> and be rained on and, and and stand in front of back illuminated plexiglass tactical displays. She's the person who goes out to try to create the big plans and solve the problems and prevent the war, not the one who has to fight the war. So it is a little bit disappointing, but nonetheless, that is still. We come back to something that I, I, I like. I was saying about. Han Solo. Han Solo was still Han Solo. Leia was still the Leia that I was, that I I, I grew to love. Because uh, one of the things that I was kind of afraid of was that they do this really, which seemed to be an obvious move of saying, "Well, if if Luke is a is a Jedi, then by now Leia is a Jedi too." Like, mm-hmm. no, she is she. I I don't I don't doubt that she could become a Jedi, but I if I know this, my definition of this character is that she feels as though she can fight. She, she's so effective and so important in the way that she fights that she can't take a year off to do training. And even when she, if, she, even if she did training, her most effective move is not going to be holding a lightsaber and fighting one guy. It's going to be commanding an army and fighting a half a million guys or people.
1: I've got Marvel Comics syndrome. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I want everything to have an explanation. There's an ongoing for that now. It's topical. I want people to care so much about explanations. I want Pablo Hidalgo from the Lucasfilm study story group to send out no prizes. That's the kind of that, that that's the kind of nerd gene that I've got. So when I go, when I go into this movie, um, and I see the recap of the trench the trench fight, um, I see a big second Death Star kind of thing. I see a bolt of energy coming from the death from the from Star Killer base that blows up planets that you can see from um, the planet that uh, the Resistance base is on. I want everything to make sense, and it doesn't quite do it for me, and I get kind of um, agitated. Pablo Hidalgo, the aforementioned guy from the story group, was asked on Twitter today um, about. How long it takes to get from planet to planet, and what what it makes sense. And his answer is, ships in the Star Wars universe travel at the speed of plot. Yes, <laughs> that's fair.
2: And just repeat to yourself, it's just a show. I could, I should really just relax. Yeah,
1: and and that is why the second time I saw this movie, I liked it a whole lot better than the first because I stopped asking all of these questions of it. And I'm curious if the those of you who have seen it more than once, what'd you think? Did it sit better the second time?
0: Um, I think it did for me. uh, the, The first time... Uh, I had two major distractions. Uh, The first one was every time they did a callback or a line quote or a plot point that mirrored a new hope, I would sort of feel like I had to nod my head. It's like, okay, yeah, they did that, but not necessarily thinking yay or nay, but just noticing it quite a bit. The other distraction was our 13 year old sitting on the other side of me, you know, constantly grabbing my hand or going squee in my ear and, you know, just enjoying it so thoroughly um so this time since it was just the two of us um i was able to you know focus a little bit better and just ride the story a bit more easily this time around um and be like you know yeah they did do a lot of retreads but they've done interesting things you know with those retreads or beyond those retreads um that had that made it work for me
2: yeah I i felt as though um and this this might be the afterglow of seeing another another Star Wars movie i've really enjoyed i felt as though in retrospect that there was so much that was familiar of course I'm willing to wait until the second movie the ne- in the next movie in the in the chain to decide if that, that was a bad thing or not because I could I could see them making a conscious choice that this is this is this isn't a prequel this is the next part of the story that ended in 1982 1983 so it has to be of that place and of that time and given that we're going to be getting a lot of people who saw that movie as kids as well as a lot of brand new fans, what better way to get into this new one movie every year sort of schedule than to make a movie that a sort of – Half the original and half teeing things up for the next part of the story. So if they if the if the next one involves uh, 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 Ren like having a, his hand cut off and being told that that Han Solo was not his father, then I think that we can say that they're they're stuck <laughs> stuck in a rut. That, that but, would be a little heavy handed. Get it uh, <laughs> exactly. uh, Ouch. You you owe everybody in this conversation a dollar for that pun. I'm not blaming you for it. But I'm saying it you was need worth it. Some tangible extra <laughs> <laughs> Glenn. <laughs> But that, but yeah, so it's, I, I was able to forget, it, it was pretty heavy <laughs> at, the, at the start, but I thought that they sort of loosened up near the end where it started. It, the, the second, the, if it's, if it's a 5 X structure, then that would mean that the last two acts of it, I thought, were more of now we, now that we're, we've reestablished the, 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 the sky and the ground and the atmosphere of this movie, movie series, we are going to now be able to move this vehicle into new territory. It, it would have it would have sucked if we did not get to see one last grand han solo adventure it mm-hmm. would have been it would have sucked if it would have been a brand new a totally brand new movie with totally brand new characters and at the end well, oh my god are you Han Solo? and that must make me make you Leia that's right you know what we're old and we can't fight the fights anymore but you know what i've got a feeling that the galaxy is in Pretty good hands now. Bye, kids. You know, you want to see a real these these people really being who they are.
3: Yeah, I was surprised sitting in the theater. I was like, we are getting a lot of Han Solo, and then I was like, oh, I I I think I know why because uh, it's gonna be your your last big dose. But you know, I mean, that was fine. I thought it was it was it was great to see him, and it was fun uh and yeah you know i I mean i've been reading a ton of reviews and you know nerds are finding all these things to hate about it and it, you know those are things i mean i don't know it is some of them are interesting and some of them are awful uh but a lot of them are not things that i experienced uh sitting in the same movie so i think that's that's probably more about some of them than it was about the movie um but it, i mean it, it's hard i think this there's a lot in here that that the the wanted to establish connections to the original trilogy. And some people are, are off put by that. But I feel like that, that was, you know, JJ Abrams reaction to what people wanted because, because the prequels did not feel, they felt like this very different thing. And I mean, I think for better or worse, that was what George Lucas wanted to do. It's like, this is, you know, set in a whole different era and the world. The, the universe was different then. And my ideas about what f- is fun and interesting may be different than what your ideas are about what <laughs> is fun and interesting. They're my movies and you're going to see me anyway. anyway. Um, and so there's a lot of like reorienting here, which does make me excited and very interested to see, like, well, where do we go from here? Right. And, and do, can we move a little bit away from the number of lines that have to be, you know, callbacks and homages to things?
1: Well, Lucas in the prequels fed his and my Marvel Comics syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he, he's just, he's just laying all the groundwork. He's explaining everything that happened up to a certain point. This is entirely, this is entirely new. And I think, um, the tr- the prequels were about world building, and I guess that w- they were a cautionary uh, a cautionary tale about what happens when world building becomes too much. I've got a question
4: for you, Scott. R two D two. Did you so like did. this movie? I did like this movie, and I'm excited to see the next movie. Um, I, I had some, I, I couldn't stop myself. I've only seen it once, so I should admit that. So perhaps when I see it, uh, again, I can well, stop. Well, your thinking, opinion is
1: clearly invalid then.
4: It's true. I can stop thinking <laughs> about how the First Order, where did, how did they make all these Stormtrooper outfits? Wouldn't they just recycle the Empire's Stormtrooper outfits? Wouldn't that be cheaper? Uh, <laughs> These are the things I was thinking about as I was watching the movie. Uh, How much are they spending chrome plating that one awesome looking stormtrooper <laughs> <it's>, outfit? <Yeah. laughs> exactly. Which was very awesome looking for like the, the two minutes that it was in the movie. Uh, hopefully we'll see more of that character. In yeah, the next I thought we were going to see
3: more in this movie.
4: So. Part of my, you know, remaining spoiler free thing was uh, I didn't realize that Han Solo would be such a big part of it. And I didn't realize that Rey was basically the main character uh, when looking at the posters and things uh, and the trailers. You surely couldn't tell that from the merchandise. Nice.
1: Yeah. Exactly, I had no idea, <laughs> yep. and
4: I, I think she's a great character. So I was quite pleased with that. But it was just a surprise. I was like, "Oh, this is the person that this move, these, this trilogy is going to be about." That's cool. I had no idea. Um, and I tried. I mean, I liked her. I liked Finn. I liked all the characters. Uh, BB-8 is super cute. Uh, I liked the moment when BB-8 hit R2D2. That was uh, kind of cute. Uh, <laughs> I asked. I talked about. We were talking about this, uh, my wife and I, and she said that BB-8 feels like. Uh, a little baby that R2-D2 had, uh, which I thought... Uh, was, <laughs> you? Uh, uh, <laughs> droids, uh, I assume that's how droids, new droids come from... Uh, they reproduce somehow, I assume. I don't know. Uh, although droids in the Star Wars universe is a troubling topic because they're basically... They're intelligent, but they're slaves, and we're okay with that.
2: I don't know. <laughs> well, that see, did you notice that that, that was something that kind of threw me when uh, when she meets Ed for the first time, as though he's just some human traveler who almost got killed by this scavenger, and just saying, "Oh, well, town is that way. Go on, go ahead." Whereas everything in the original trilogy simply said that we they are really, really personable appliances that we could just simply put a bolt on them that makes them not want to run away or makes them <laughs> makes it makes them get <laughs> mm-hmm. feel pain if they run away.
1: The one time in this movie when somebody referred to Poe as BB-8's master, that kind of threw me. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm hmm. Well, and Han Solo just calls him Ball, right? It's clear right. that oh, it's a generational issue. Whereas
2: Goldenrod Ball, there you go.
3: Modern <laughs> opinions about droids and droid rights are different than what than what they were in Han Solo's generation.
2: And I assume so, there will be a movie about that. Um,
3: I the... I wish, but
2: <laughs> that seems unnecessary. I, I just I just don't want fan fiction to creep into the actual movies. I don't I don't, It's it's okay to write fan fiction with Hey, remember, like in the in the uh, in the special edition of the canteen scene, There was somebody who was like kind of slumped over next to the cantina band. What was his story? (laughs) My answer to my question is I don't I don't really care. I don't think there was Andy, I think you're
0: too late there. There's so many hints and pushes that, you know, that that Finn and Poe could become an item. It's just like that the subtext could go either way. I I think we're too late. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. But it really is. It's it's like when there's a gold field. Okay, and it's first discovered you can just pick up gold nuggets off the ground. Okay, that's fine. And then all the nuggets that have been picked up (laughs) off the ground have been found, and so now you can pan for gold in the stream. Okay, but now the stream is panned out. And now you have to go and like with in with bulldozers and pull down hills (laughs) and graze down trees. And for me, that third step is what happens when The people who grew up being fans of this series start to write the books and the comic books saying that, you know, but remember the time where this part kept failing? (laughs) How about a story about the the – the 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 shipyard that made that 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 part that made it defective. I've like, read I read those. I don't novels. care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I think I read
1: that segment of The Martian actually. Yeah, Ugh. fans will fans will strip it down to its its its,
3: its essential part. They use all, all parts of the work. It's like the bison. They are you know they'll they'll strip mine it down till there's nothing nothing left. <laughs>
4: Although um, now, we live in a world right, where there's going to be a Star Wars movie every year. Yeah. for Every the rest year. of our lives
3: i i want to be excited about that but that it <laughs> that does feel and like I, I mean i've seen all the marvel movies in theaters and I, I i guess i will just like that's just a thing i'm gonna do for the rest of my life now to, <laughs> and that that feels a little onerous uh but but i'm excited about the idea of it but the but yeah what am i signing up for here
1: <laughs> i was never super into the experience the expanded universe but i remember when the timothy zahn trilogy first came out mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. blown i blown away i was by that and that's experience probably, that's like of
3: the high watermark for quality in yeah the expanded i mean universe. I,
1: I am reading new star wars and it feels yeah. real you know yeah. um, i mean
3: i consumed thousands of pages of i mean this might be harsh but i'm gonna say substandard quality writing oh, because yeah, it was that's, like that's, this, geez, just, Tony, come on. this was the way to get I, I didn't use the word garbage but it was not <laughs> great you know because it was like I need more Star Wars and this is this is the only way I can get it so I'll take it just put just jam it in my veins that's that's all I need yeah <laughs> tell me about a planet where there are where there's a ton of rancors let's just go
2: I don't care what it's been cut with I don't care that there was actually a warning on this with that police are hanging out that yeah. people are actually having their eyeballs popped up if they take this drug you really are that hard up f- <laughs> for new skag <laughs>
1: So we're so we're sort of uh, on the verge of something else like that because we're going to be getting we're going to be getting a movie every year and I got to I got to say that you know the law of averages tells us that we're going to have some of those expanded universe movie st- type experiences on the screen. Mm-hmm. I feel really good about where this movie positions us but we're going to have a young han solo movie
3: I mean, it's not like you're worried that there will be a first bad Star Wars movie. We got that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not that's not a threat. I got yeah. that covered
2: yeah. times three. Yeah. Yeah. We're
3: good. We're covered. But yeah, it does start to you know what's the what's 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 the quality of the whole work start to look like as we have more and more. Um, but I mean, there is a lot out there. I was tr- I attempted to. I didn't make it through all the way. I attempted to rewatch uh, all the Clone Wars uh, cartoon in preparation, and I only made it about halfway. I mean, there's like. There's many, many, many hours of that show, which, I mean, I guess some people would not count at the same caliber of a movie. But, I mean, there is a lot of Star Wars media out there that's still canon, even with all the other stuff they threw away.
1: Right. Uh, although I'm still – I'm, I'm never going to watch another Star Wars again because they've uh, decanonized Jandy G- 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 Tartakovsky – I can't pronounce his name – his animated <laughs> Clone Wars series. Which is it's is great. It's great, and they've decanonized it. And- you know this there's a lot of, of bureaucracy into, into
3: what we're about to like now it's <laughs> it's, it's troubling star wars thought police <laughs> you know
1: i i'm curious as to what your favorite and least favorite section of the movie was because uh, i've got my answer and it's right but um <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm curious because this I, I think this movie's got three phases there's like the buddy the buddy movie phase at the beginning. The discovery, the discovery slash um, fan reconnection part in the middle where Ray and Finn discover the Millennium Falcon and then Han Solo and all that. And then the big climactic fight at the end. Um, I'm curious what you thought the strengths of this movie were and what the biggest weakness was. Let me throw it to Tony.
3: You know, I really like the beginning, uh, with with just like establishing Ray and seeing what her life was like, and I, I felt like there was so much that they were showing us, with her picking through the Star Destroyer and and you know turning in her 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 buckets of scrap for like food and then living in the the like hollowed out ATAT and I, like that that really did a lot for me in terms of like establishing who this character is and showing us what is the world like. And like, that was really exciting. And then, and then Finn shows up and I have to say, I thought like, even before we get the scene where, where Han Solo walks into the Millennium Falcon and he's, and he's home. uh, Like they did a lot to really sell me on how great this was going to be and how fun this was before dipping back into that well of let's show you some of the the, the characters that you you, you, you're coming back for.
2: So that's me. It's hard to pick just one. I, I definitely I'm probably the biggest fan of the the last act of it, because that's where the payoff of all these really cool individual scenes were, uh, where we finally get to the point where uh, here is where we, we may not know still uh, who these factions are and what they're who, who the who the big cheese is or whatever. We do know that. We have two people fighting that's not just – it's much more complex and much more satisfying uh, than Vader uh, fighting Luke Skywalker because you have two people that are at the very beginnings of their careers, so to speak. Uh, I – the more I I really started to love this movie when I started to realize that oh they're intentionally saying that Kylo Ren is not Darth Vader he is he is literally a copycat he's living he's put himself in the shadow of the greatest villain of this entire series and and he's he is- really not great at it yet. He's not only is he not great at it yet but he is sincerely conflicted about what his I mean he, he knows that he wants to go away from his father's path he knows that he if he his future he feels is with the dark side of the force and with the with the you know the quasi-nazi regime and he's got this really cool outfit and stuff but you see him in private moments thing I I feel this is what I want but my heart is telling me to do something else and I don't know what to do and in a much weaker movie when he the the line with with which he kills Han Solo. That could have been just a cool someone. Someone in, in in final draft say, "Oh my god, that's such a cool. That's gonna be such an awesome line. That's gonna be in the trailer and everything. That's gonna be like so. That's gonna be an animated GIF as soon as this thing hits, hits home video." Instead, it comes off as sincere, saying, "I, I, I, it's what I have to do is really, really hard." And he's he's starting to cry, and I, I don't know what to do. And I, will, will you help me? Then Hansel says, "Yes, I will help you." And then this isn't ha good. I'm going to kill you now. It's okay. I, 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 I have to. The only way to stop you, you, me from wanting to like be good like you is to kill you. And okay, so I've killed you, so now I can move forward. Uh, and you just that's just uh, you realize that that uh, that Ray is having almost the same sort of thing where only she's in a world that she you know she doesn't know about this larger world uh, above you know, being abandoned as a kid on this desert planet and having to scrape by on her own. And so the idea of her having to pick up that lightsaber. And figure out what to do with it, but just knowing that here is this person who's killed our friend, this guy this guy that uh, I was starting to idolize, or th- a living legend, now dead legend, uh, and someone that I really would have liked to have uh, learned some more from. It's not hatred, it's more two people who don't know what they should do, but they figure that the purpose of being here together right now is to fight each other. And you don't know where any of these people are going to go in the future. Thank, thank God they didn't they 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 didn't just kill off Kylo Ren at the end of the movie like a certain other Sith Lord I could mention uh, from a certain <laughs> other <laughs> other trilogy because I really want to find out what happens to Kylo Ren next. That's, that's true. Pretty much every one of these characters, I really want to know what happens to them next. Te-
3: technically darth maul comes back too but don't worry about it
2: <laughs> that's still in, canon in what? That's Still in, canon? okay in what well in, in, where let, let in me the say clone wars in
3: the cartoon he has okay, robot see, legs now, that here's oh, here's sweet. what
2: let, let me let me just let me just say it. i i don't i'm not insisting that my uh my user interface to the expanded universe is the correct one all i'm saying is that ever since i was a kid with the comic books with the novelizations worth with everything my my my, my take has always been that if it happened in the movies it really happened everything else is a very pleasant and entertaining speculation about what could be happening that's totally fair
1: are you saying that you didn't buy it when the sarlacc burped boba fett back
2: up (laughs) i didn't i i I, I heard the burp as far as i know that boba fett is dead 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 because it didn't, ha- he didn't come back to life in, the, in any of the movies. Which means that for for me, my center of reference, how I choose to define canon and non canon, which is again my just my own choice.
3: Let's uh, let's, let's work this out. We can agree. Maybe maybe Darth Maul's not dead, but we can
2: agree he's been cut in half.
3: We yes. can agree he's been cut <laughs> in half.
2: <laughs> We've right. fallen down a very big bit. which There are many of in Star we Wars. We could. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, unfortunately, he didn't. He didn't play that video game long enough to get the extra guy. See, he should have jumped and then, like, looked for one of the health packs before mm-hmm. that, that. That was I, I didn't think I, I don't. I'm not as hostile against the the prequels as as most people are, but <laughs> but, I, but I will say that my consistent complaint is that it looked like they had some person who was writing a video game, just take take his out his or her outline and let's make that into the outline for this movie. Like, how how else to explain? And for no apparent reason, there's going to be like energy force barriers that slam down randomly. <laughs> well,
4: that makes a like, much. About as much sense as having a bridge with no railings over a giant chasm in the middle of <laughs> yeah. your star destroying planet. Yeah.
0: Well, OSHA, Osha would have words about that.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, for, first of all, you've got stormtroopers. You're not even bothering to give them names. You don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't. You're not meant to. The, the management does not say you're a part of. You're a valuable part of the team. There is promotion and advancement and recognition. It's like <laughs> we, could, we we decided that we, we did we did the cost analysis that putting two railings up will cost about eighteen dollars. Replacing it will cost seventeen dollars and eighty cents. So to save twenty cents, we're not going to bother to put up. They add
3: one line to the brainwashing: "Stay away from the edge." And there is a the cover.
2: <laughs> if you if you were a good stormtrooper, you wouldn't fall off. So they're mm-hmm. just trying to get more conscientious and more agile stormtroopers.
1: I thought this movie did something better than any Star Wars movie previously has done. Even um, I was trying to think of: is there another example of the buddy movie? Genre infiltrating Star Wars, and you've got Han and Luke looking for the princess on the Death mm-hmm. Star. But George Lucas doesn't really have buddy movie chops.
3: No, Finn, Finn and Poe.
1: Oh yeah. my god, it is. <laughs> that is that is the moment when the grin just spread across my face and kept going until it started annoying people on the in the seats uh, uh, on either side of me. Um, the the chemistry between those two characters. Uh, I I. I think I think somebody said that before. I want I, I wanted nothing more than Finn and Poe buddy hijinks throughout this entire movie. I would have been content with that. Possibly, well, I think
0: it was kind of fluid though because yeah, Finn and Poe make a great pair. But then Finn and Ray, you were asking about what the our favorite parts of the movie were. One of my favorite parts is after Finn and Ray run into each other, and you know are trying to figure out as they get attacked and attacked, and they start sorting things out, and they start, you know, start to become this, you know, haphazard sort of team. Um, You know, that was one of my favorite parts, seeing those two start coming together. You know, it wasn't like the instant, you know, fist bump bro moment, like (laughs) with Finn and Poe, but still, it's, it's there. And, you know, watching it grow through the movie was a whole lot of fun for me.
1: That glorious moment on the Falcon after they make their initial escape and they're falling Mm -hmm. over each other, trying to
4: compliment each other.
2: Oh my God, that was so awesome.
4: I have never seen something like that in a movie, I don't think. And I like one of my favorite... ray and finn moments is when uh finn is like oh we gotta run get out of here and he grabs her hand mm-hmm. and starts running and yes. she's like i can run faster if yeah. you're not holding my hand yeah. yes and it's like yes, yes. that makes and when they sense. kind of get blown up and
3: she's the first up, and she goes over to him and he, and he kind of wakes up and is like are you okay and he's and
2: like yeah yeah i'm the one standing over you yeah. <laughs> you know who's been blown up but i'm but fine that was, but that was sweet i i i like the f- it was such a good pairing up because they're both in the exact same sort of place where uh he he is only known being a stormtrooper and mm-hmm. that uh, that environment. So he's completely he he has skills and he has knowledge, but he has no savviness. Just like Ray has no idea of what how the world works outside of her home planet. And he's not a very good stormtrooper. So. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm.
0: one reason I don't think we needed as much introduction for him because you know his. His all previous existence has been this sort of blank slate. You know, he's been a number, you know, being trained up to do one thing Uh, with, you know, Ray. You know, we don't we don't have a sense of what her routine would be until we're shown it.
2: But I wish that uh, that was one of the first nice Really impressive moments for me, seeing that battlefield scene where we see – before we know that Finn is Finn, we just see two stormtroopers. One has been hit and is dead, or or is about in the last moments of life, and he reaches up to, like, touch the face of a fellow trooper and leaving his bloodstained (laughs) – Basically, turning turning Finn into into Wilson the tetherball uh, with his with his with his <laughs> blood spa blood uh, blood spained uh, handprint. It was the first time we'd seen – one of the one of the rare times we've ever seen stormtroopers act like actual troops yeah. as opposed to simple non non playing mm-hmm. characters. I, it's it's going to sound silly, but one of the one of the things I really uh, that stuck out for me in the in the holy trilogy was just this one moment in which. Uh, there is uh, uh, when uh, Luke is trying to lure other stormtroopers onto the ship by tapping tapping his head and indicating that hey my my, my transducer is not is not working my radio's out and then his commander in the bridge says okay we we've got a bad communicator send some more people down there the idea that this is someone that can basically th- that these are not just painted on characters these are people with individual motivations I kind of would have enjoyed seeing more of that sort of interplay if we could, if we could have had another hour. Or maybe if there was going to be another movie just about the stormtroopers, I want to see is 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 Finn the first stormtrooper who has ever decided, hey, I am really not interested in machine gunning an entire village. Uh, is are any of the other stormtroopers going through that kind of self doubt? What about Finn makes him? Uh, special, or is just the Empire really, really good at liquidating these people before they get played out onto the field?
1: Well, if you've got a uh, if you've got a stormtrooper on the planet surface losing his just losing his stuff when he sees Finn ca- yells at him, calls him a traitor, and goes in for uh, melee yeah, combat. Uh, You got to think that there is room for uh, different kinds of emotional reactions Mm -hmm. there.
0: You've got them slowly backing away when they realize that Kylo Ren's busy throwing a temper tantrum around the corner.
1: Delicious, (laughs) delicious (laughs) moment there. Uh, But I do want to go back to one thing that you just said, Andy. Um, You wanted more time to find out the stuff. Are you telling me that you want a special edition of this movie?
3: (laughs) (laughs) If it were a special, some kind edition. of universe that is expanded in some oh, way, fifty percent
2: oh. more stories. Just say, I, I, I love this indication <laughs> that there, there's more you can tell about this. What, all, all I'm saying is that I, my particular taste. I'm just saying this, my particular taste. I just want some measure of quality assurance. I want some quality control. Somebody centraling to say. Okay, Uh, I suppose it's really, really interesting that the stormtrooper would have happy face decals all over his or her armor. uh, And there. But no, that's not canon. No, that's not part of the storyline. And and, and it would be interesting if Han Solo had previous wives and had lots of bastard children all over the galaxy. I can see how maybe as a fan you might want to write that. Go ahead and write that. But that's not that didn't really happen. No, that's my that's my dream job especially during the during the prequels. I'm like, uh, if I could define my dream job, it's be like the, this office right next to George Lucas's and George occasionally saying, Hey, Andy, would this really happen? I said, oh no, George, that would never happen. okay, great. thank you very much. That's to take another eighty dollars out of petty cash, take a long lunch <laughs> <laughs> you know
1: I have to admit i I don't like the force awakens as much as uh a new hope and empire. For me, it's the th- the last third of the movie. It's the final the final conflict, which is immaculately produced. It is thrilling, pew pew pew, and zap zap zap, and 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 clashing swords. But that was the one moment in this movie where I felt like I'd seen this all before, mm-hmm. and I got a little bored, honestly, with it. Um, does that make me a bad person?
3: Yes. Horribly. Other things, other things, Chip. That I know about you make you a bad person.
4: <laughs> well, <Wow. laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was weird that uh, so they blew up five planets, right? In mm-hmm. pretty, pretty quickly, they were blown up, right? And it was cool. It looked great. I liked all that. Fine. Uh, nobody seemed to really mind. <laughs> there
1: was more concern over Alderaan in a new hope with, with Ben sitting down heavily and Leia, Leia freaking maybe, out a little bit. There right? may be
3: a lot more planets in the universe at that point. it's like, you know, maybe stuff happens, you know, you those lose were a planet, our weakest there. planets. Uh, yeah. Those were like that. Well, one of those places was nice, but the other ones, there were,
1: there were all jerk planets. <laughs> yeah. Those are yeah. jerk
3: planets. Andy's right.
1: That's well, they, it was like the seat of government or something. So, well,
3: um, yeah, I, Put put two and two together there. That's where we keep our jerks. <laughs> we call we call we call that
1: term limits here in the yeah. empire. Oh oh, watch out! I get the I get the sense that y'all didn't mind that that much.
3: It, you know, the one thing I kind of didn't like was the because there's kind of there's the two stories right there's the we're looking for Luke Skywalker and there's the um we need to deal with the new Death Star and the third kind of the the last third of the movie is where. The fact that those are two different stories that we can't solve at the same time kind of starts to feel like more glaring, right? Like like mm-hmm. one of those is gonna have to fade into the background and just be kind of dealt with as an afterthought and, and yeah. it's it's the one the one with uh, less explosions is not gonna
4: get as much screen time. So that was that was a little
3: unfortunate, but
4: I mean it was still really fun for me. And I didn't really need to see yet another planet sized super weapon blow up.
2: Yeah. That's just me. I
3: mean, you know, they, Scott, it's bigger than
0: the last one. Isn't they that love, exciting? <laughs> bigger. They love big roundy
2: <laughs> planets. They just love them.
0: Somebody was convinced that good things happen in threes.
2: <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's more like, like you get someone who, the first time that they, they use a 3D CAD app, it's like everything <laughs> yeah. is made out of like squares and circles because that's the only thing they know how to make. It's like you should, if you either get someone who's like at least taking the lynda.com training on that app that could actually make <laughs> a weapon with compound curves at
0: least. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, it, you know, they their I guess their innovation is that it's built into a planet, and that's kind of a weird fusion of, you know, a planet with this giant, huge trench built into it with the and we're going to suck energy out of the sun, which, you know, again, science wise, like that's kind of confusing. Slash I can nonsensical. feel Neil
0: Tyson rolling his yeah, eyes from here. Well,
3: he he was pretty <laughs> vocal on the twitters, uh, which you know that's that's what he's got to he gets he gets to do. He's a scientist
4: Tyson's got a Tyson. Yeah.
3: He doesn't have to be a nice guy. He's got the science behind him. So, you
4: know. So Starkiller base problematic. But there's a very funny, uh, and I, I'm sure you've all read this, on Slate, uh, the Starkiller base, the contractor memos. Very funny. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about, you know, uh, we appreciate the landscaping you put near the super weapon. But the first time we uh, fired, they're all going to be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check it out. I'll share the link. Uh, it's very funny.
1: Well, you know, if if starships travel at the speed of plot, I think uh, landscaping
4: happens at the point of plot. I guess that <laughs> that is true. And I did like, I loved. So my least favorite part of this movie is when Kylo Ren uh, took his mask off for the first time. So I was like, oh, this guy's really intimidating. Oh. It's not so much. (laughs) Uh, And I understand what it was doing. And it all made sense when you, you know, you follow the path of that character. Uh, But it was at that moment, it was like, man, this guy's like Darth Vader. He's super cool. He's uh, he stopped uh, a blaster uh, with his mind. Uh, And then he's just uh, that guy. Well, you know, some of the some of the subtext, I think, in
1: the in the Holy Trilogy. Uh, and it's kind of made explicitly text in the prequels because Anakin is just so bloody whiny, <laughs> is that uh, Darth Vader's not all that intimidating deep down. He's broken. He's he, he, he's lost three quarters of his body. He's he's kind of weak uh, and he's under the emperor's thumb. Uh, so I thought this is kind of consistent. The, Kylo Ren is he is he, he's he's not an alpha male. At this point, he's uh, he's powerful and he's scary and he's useful. But I like the way that General Hux almost has contempt for him. And that's a bit of a callback to the uh, to uh, A New Hope when in that uh, boardroom scene where the uh, generals and Tarkin aren't exactly aren't exactly treating Vader like the Emperor's uh, right hand either
2: yeah I think that be, I think in that case, it was only because they feel as though well you 're not you 're not the guy you 're the guy who runs into the store and gets cigarettes for the guy while the guy waits in the car i think that's that 's the sense that I got from I, the, the, the hey i 'm an old general that 's moved my way i used to i used to I used to be to be digging tunnels and in trench wars where you 're just some guy in a robe and a hat uh, and that and yet you get to call all these shots. Um, I, but I think it it would have been it would have been worse if it had not paid off the way that it did. I think that at some point he has to take off that mask. And even that that really cool move that oh well, so uh, what was what was what was uh, what was Ray's line that says like, oh well you're not so tough because you're not going to show my, show your you're face hiding like, behind oh, a mask you're hiding behind a mask okay here you go <laughs> mask is off. <laughs> And like, oh, damn it! Okay, <laughs> I, thought that, <laughs> I thought that I thought that I thought that you deflate a little bit like that, or at least get pissed off. Okay, I guess I'm still in restraints and in, in, in a bad way here. Um, and all it was just good to, it was just really, really good to at least have it confirmed that you know there was a there was a small list of things that I it, I'll be disappointed and sad if they go for a certain number of really obvious things one of them would be okay luke skywalker has gone bad and now he's gone he's gone to the dark side of the force and i the only thing i had i had seen that first teaser trailer of course i did see the poster and it did occur to me that okay there's one person we don't see and that, on that was, poster. yeah that was a mm-hmm. pretty
3: popular fan theory that i i thought was and I guess I I mean I guess one could know who had been cast as who and figure out that that probably wasn't true based on who. Yeah, was I, I didn't know the cast, but I so. thought that was a possibility going into the movie, yeah. um, because because it is weird that you know he wasn't on the in, on the on the uh, poster, and the answer is because he's not really in the movie. So
1: We've got two movies yet to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: What?
2: I wonder what kind of I wonder what kind of like safety cables they had on Mark Hamill because he's, he's standing right at the edge of that cliff and it's windy. <laughs> there was I a mean, railing. They... <laughs> you think it's a real cliff? Because it's, it's like Han, Han. like you know, they'll hook. They'll put Han. Uh, they'll put. Uh, they'll put Harrison Ford on that walk with no railings because they just don't mm-hmm. need him after this. After at all, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're definitely going to need Luke. So you got to yeah. you got to say they had some sort of a spotter or some sort of airbags out out of view. Well, have
3: you ever seen the there's the the the, the uh, production photo of. When and Luke is hanging on the thing in Empire he's out on the Ateta, and they and there's the the photo that is you know what's out of frame and there's just like a pile of mattresses underneath mm. the uh, the thing so if he falls he'll land on like 15 mattresses so I just assume there's a bunch of old mattresses behind that uh, but, the, but what you don't know is
2: that they got all those old mattresses on Craigslist so they're infested with all kinds of stuff and have had fluids in them it's, yeah. he'd well, no, much rather, rather plummet down the air shaft at, at Thanks, the Andy. end of
4: filming Mark Hamill took all those mattresses and then he reused them for this one so he's a thrifty guy so. he's very thrifty Yeah.
2: Still, he still drives the Corvette summer uh, show vehicle you know that's his commuter car.
1: One of my favorite bits of the movie is uh, the fact that, and it sort of sells the final fight between Kylo Ren and Finn and Ray. Is he kills off he kills off Han? Chewie is enraged and actually gets a shot in uh, on Kylo, so he's wounded and he's hitting himself in sort of frustration, trying to get feeling back into a side or whatever, um, and. And that makes it actually credible that Finn survives for a little while, yeah. fighting fighting Kylo, and then that, and then Ray
4: can sort of finish the job. My problem with Kylo Ren is that uh, Ren is earlier. Uh, he uh, lifts someone up with his mind and throws him. You know, grabs him, uh, and he's pushing people all over the place uh, with the Force. And then when he's fighting. He decides well, why should I push people around i'll just hit them with my lightsaber
2: well uh, he he did that a little bit, but i i that, that, that's an excellent point too because it would also would have disappointed me if like i don't care how much potential Ray has if Ray is fighting someone who is had pretty much complete Jedi training from one of the most powerful Jedi ever and she can fight him to a standstill with a weapon that she has literally never picked up before in her life that he's been training with for years that would have been an, okay, you could have done that better. So it really is important that you show that he is really badly wounded and that mm-hmm. she he's he's like the Black Knight with one arm and one leg and still able to fight these two inexperienced people to at almost a standoff. No, actually literally a standoff because the fight ends with nobody killing anybody and just wasn't it nice that they happened to be f- fighting on opposite ends of a fault line.
3: <laughs> my headcanon was because we saw uh, Finn fight that uh, the other stormtrooper that had some kind of thing. I don't I don't know if that was a vibroblade or what, but he had that, you know, arm blade thing. <laughs> my my headcanon is all the stormtroopers are trained with a variety of weapons and not yeah. just
1: blasters. And so, make, yeah, so, that's, that yeah. so he's okay sense. with a lightsaber. Oh yeah, though, no, abso- yeah, no, absolutely. That's my headcanon.
2: I share your head cannon, and I endorse it, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I, did, I, did I? I hope I didn't miss. Uh, no, I mean I, was I, talking, I, was was about, I about Ray. I was talking about Ray, not Finn. Oh, okay. Finn, Finn is like I, I appreciate that he can he can handle a weapon. Also, I like the fact that it, it seemed as though the choreography that they gave Finn that uh, they got they gave John Boyega was. Act as though this is a conventional sword that mm-hmm. you've just picked up and you understand how it works, as opposed to you have been studying this martial arts discipline of the lightsaber. You know, at no at no point have you sat cross legged under a waterfall <laughs> contemplating the nature of a daisy. You while- to the the forty eight hour seminar with Yoda. You're, exactly.
1: You know. Whereas uh, Ray's choreography appeared to be, "Wow, look what I can do with this thing." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I mean, we, you know, she she beats
2: up people with a stick earlier on, so mm-hmm. yeah, and that, she, that she's in there, and a lot, and retroactively, all that's, I, I was thinking that, gosh, it's kind of disappointing that she can pilot the Millennium Falcon about as well as Han Solo can, but that should have been our first tip off that she, she, even though she doesn't know that she can use the Force, she is able and can and is using the Force. Or, or Han Solo's is not really that great. Oh, no. <laughs> Han Solo is great.
3: Or you know, or special effects were limited, right? We, I mean, the exciting thing in this is we get a lot of sp- uh, space battles uh, that are not in space, right? They're in the atmosphere. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas all our previous space battles were in
0: space.
1: My Marvel Comics nerd brain wanted those to be air speeders, not X wings and tie fighters. Mm. I'm so pitiful.
0: Yeah, you <laughs> need to turn that are, part too. of your brain off for
3: a while. Yeah, just just that part, that one mm-hmm. little part. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know they're they're thi- they're th- uh, 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 I'm not going to turn this into a Star Wars versus Star Trek thing. It's it's only it's only difference in style and the way stories are told. One thing that I always loved about Star Wars compared to Star Trek is Star Wars had just intense air battles and dogfights. It wasn't like two uh, two big destroyer ships just firing cannon at each other. You just have the. Oh, <laughs> a cluster, a flurry of of, of X wings and TIE fighters. I the only thing that I, I actually had a almost sort of a mental disconnect when I was seeing the, tr- the the teaser trailer of, okay, am I willing to accept the idea of a TIE fighter flying in atmosphere? But that was like that's one of those stupid nerd things that if you hang, get hung up on that and stop. No, look, it's a real. G. D. dogfight between a million X-Wings and like a million bajillion TIE fighters. is the most awesome thing ever. I don't care if I – I don't think that they've got airfoil surfaces. This is awesome. But I did get hung up on it, Dandy. Yeah. I, no, I, 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 I did. I did. I did. Take the special pills. They will help. You, make, <laughs> you you, you, help. you walk in, you get the 3D glasses, and you get the little, little vacuum-packed four pills. Take them in sequence from left to right. Take the blue pill, the blue pill chip,
1: just the blues. blues. Oh, God. So we've had, we've had, uh, it's almost been like this worldwide communal experience. Mm -hmm. So many people were so excited about it that broke all kinds of box office records. Um, J.J. Abrams is being talked about at the Vatican. It's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's been, it's been fantastic. But I go back to the previous observation that we're going to have a new Star Wars movie every year, based on this movie, and based on our natural cynicism at all things Hollywood, are we ready for this? Uh, and let's let's sort of make this our let's make this our. Uh, our, our our opportunity for summative statements on uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens, because we've got uh, – as we are recording this, we're getting ready for the late panel with uh, Jason, Erica, Monty, Aline, and Lisa, and they're going to do it all
4: over again.
2: More opinions. <laughs>
0: More, you say?
2: <laughs> well, I'll just – I, 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 That's the one big question that's still left in my mind. Uh, the one thing that kind of uh, concerns me is this idea of we're going to have a new Star Wars movie every year like Clockwork. And for me, Star Wars has always been an event. Even when there was a trilogy coming out, uh, the, the prequels, we're talking about there's going to be a set of three movies. And that's all that we're promised to get. And you can be sure that whoever's writing these stories, they're writing a story with a beginning, a middle, and an end, a setup, a continuation, and a conclusion. Get, you get, to chase your heroes up a tree, throw a rock, them in the tree, then get them down out of the tree. Even if you have to poking poking them so much that their dead bodies falling out of there, it would it would disappoint me as an old school Star uh, Star Wars person if. It just, every year there's just another episode. If it became like the Marvel movies where each one is not necessarily all that important because they're going to be putting X dollars into the budget and then getting X times 1.8 at least dollars back, if not X times four. And so they forget that each one should be really important worse if it becomes again like a marvel movie where i I love the fact that with force awakens we got an entire story with beginning and it felt like a beginning a middle and an end even if some things were unresolved uh I don't want it to be a situation where you are obligated to see every movie because, with every movie, you're going to find out something, an answer to a question that was raised three movies ago, and then there's going to be an important plot point that won't be, that should be addressed, but is not going to be addressed until another three. I don't want it to become like a cable TV drama series. Where Star Wars 37.
3: What are Panthers really like? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I,
2: I, I, I really hope that they keep it up in a, in a trilogy format where, even if there's a movie every year, for the next. For, this one in the next two years is going to be one story told in three parts and then that'll set up the ability to tell the next story in three parts with one episode a year i just don't want hey oh my god stormtrooper kx114 you your 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 great uncle just left you a billion dollars but you have to marry a woman but marry this person by 12 p.m today what hijinks will ensue while we try to make that it's like okay
3: yeah, I, I won't watch that movie. Yeah. Uh, yes, you will. I mean, I won't be happy about it, but there's I'll be there. There's, there's already for
2: it. a novelization of that, I'm sure. One of the
4: 800,000. Well, I think that, uh, Andy, you are in for disappointments. Because say what you will about George Lucas. When he – Star Wars was an extension of George Lucas, right? So he was endlessly tinkering with it. Uh, People argue that he didn't really understand Star Wars and that led to the prequels. But there was one guy, right? He was the driving force. Uh, And now Disney is the driving force, a multinational faceless corporation. uh, A soulless. A soulless, perhaps. Don't forget soulless. And so I thought, you know, LucasArts uh, was really good – at merchandising and marketing, so I thought, until Disney started marketing (laughs) Until you saw branded grapes and oranges. Exactly. Until (laughs) I saw BB-8 oranges. And I was like, this is is the world that we are going to live in now uh, with Star Wars. They're just going to make it into a money-making machine as efficiently as they can. They're going to pump out these movies over the course of a year. They're not going to be special. I mean, The Force Awakens was special because there was a break we had the prequels there was a long time where there were no star wars movies that those conditions are not going to exist anymore so you're just going to get and the movies may be fine but they're not they're not going to be as special as you know there were only 6 of them And in the next six years, there are going to be more new movies than there are original movies. Uh, So I I just – is that good or bad? I don't know. More Star Wars can be good for some people. I do – I feel like maybe it's unfair, but in my mind, I make a lot
3: of comparisons to the the Marvel movies. And I I, I think back to there was a day – uh, it was a summer day and so people were wearing t-shirts and on my way to the, the train, which is, you know, only like maybe a, a 10 minute walk, I passed like 15 people wearing t-shirts with, with some, uh, <laughs> with an Avengers character on it. And I was like, wow, that's, that, you know, I mean, this is not what that would have looked like five or 10 years ago, right? Like this is clearly everywhere. Everybody has their mandatory Avengers shirt now, apparently. Um, <laughs> and I guess like, you know. We were just in year one of, of the new, of the you know, our new timeline, which is all Star Wars on the top. <laughs>
4: That's right. So you give so. them enough time and uh, every new movie will be a Star Wars branded movie. <laughs> <laughs> no matter the studio. <laughs>
0: uh, I think I trust the powers that be to the, the Force Awakens is a really, really good foundation to tell that trilogy. Um. If the other movies that are being slotted in between do things, you know, like, you know, Young Han Solo, I think, is one of the ones that's been mentioned um, that tell stories apart and away from the bigger story. Um, I think it'll be okay. I mean, you know, the people who love their Harry Potter and cherish their Harry Potter can enjoy or ignore Fantastic Beasts and where to find them because it's a different time, different era, different set of characters. Um, If they can manage to balance that, I think I will be somewhat okay with it. But I agree that, you know, all of a sudden having a movie every year because, yes, it'll generate tons of money does take something away from... um, From that collective experience that, you know, everybody um, has enjoyed so much uh, in seeing this movie again, the first new Star Wars movie after after decades. So I I would hate to lose that. Um, But if they are going to churn them out, then uh, we may very well do so.
1: Well, I am pleased that I have been able to uh, close out this podcast by asking you all a question that uh, segued from your glee over Star Wars The Force Awakens <laughs> to your natural and well-earned cynicism over the Hollywood entertainment industry.
4: Fear the future.
2: I, can I let, let me just say very, very quickly that I want to say that I, I I wanted to write a letter to everybody involved in this movie and saying, oh, my God, you did it. You did it, you did it, you did it. You made a, you made a real and a great Star Wars movie. And yeah. I'm so excited by this movie and I'm so excited about the movies they're going to be making in the future.
3: Plus, like statistically, there's the chances that one of us will die before all the Star Wars movie comes out
4: is like that's ever increasing.
3: So that's uh, something to look forward to. <laughs>
4: Hooray, my money's on chip some of us so.
2: sooner than others
4: oh, no. <laughs> you know what i think about how i'd like chip to die i think <laughs> oh, hey <laughs> is this an, is this about to be a sponsor
1: read <laughs> i t- i tell you what i will come back as a blue glory and
2: i will haunt you <laughs> <laughs> they never talk about the jerk Jedi ghosts
3: that are. Just, and, then, you know. and then
2: twenty, then twenty years later, we'll have a much handsomer, younger ghost taking place in the new edition. Yeah. <laughs> not, not possible. <gasps> All right, I'm glad that
1: we were able to get together and do something as breathtakingly original as talk
2: about Star Wars: The Force Awakens. <laughs> the fans deserved it. Andy Anatko, thank you so much. Thanks a lot. This was was a fun release after after an exciting day luring over this movie. This is great. Thank you.
4: (laughs) Scott McNulty, thank you so much. After sharing all of our opinions and perhaps disagreeing, I know that there's one thing that we can agree upon. Star Trek is far better than
2: Star Wars. This podcast is over. (laughs) That's a very brave thing to say two minutes before we we get switched off, but fine. I, I would expect that from a Star Trek fan. It was a maneuver worthy of a Romulan, sir. <laughs> Tony Sindelar. hi, Chip. Redeem this podcast. Uh, you
3: know, I thought I might be sick of talking about Star Wars, but it's been many days now, and I, I'm I'm still here, <laughs> still ready to go. So, anytime, any place, I'll talk about Star Wars. That's what I, I'm here for.
1: And Shannon <laughs> Sutterth, I can think of no other way that I would have wanted to spend an hour and a half with you.
2: Why? Thank you very much, dear. That's a that's a so, that's an odd statement for a <laughs> <our> husband <laughs> and wife. <laughs> <laughs> has has a, has a certain zip gone out of the relationship at oh, this dear. point?
4: This is turning into marriage
2: counseling. <laughs> Not since we had that art that discussion about whether to go with stucco or a sort of a sort of a flat treatment for that wall. <laughs> Have I had so much time alone in a room, <laughs> with you, my lady wife?
0: Wallpaper. And
1: on that bombshell, uh, my name is Chip Sutterth, and Jason Snell has uh, graciously allowed me to play in his sandbox, but I'm about to hand it back over to him. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. And may the false be with you.